Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Steelers fix is back this week, ladies and gentlemen, with a special guest co-host. As always, my name is Andrew Wilbar from not only the Steelers fix, but also from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Pleased to be joined today, but not by the legendary Jeremy Betts, by the legendary Jeffrey Benedict, host of On the Steelers Cutting Room Floor podcast, as well as BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Jeffrey, how's it going today? It's going great. I, I don't think I've been called legendary before, but I like it. I can I can roll with that. Yeah, we love legendary around here. It's all about legend. I mean, I remember the days back in the Big Ten when we had the leaders and the legends division, and you know they ditched <laughs> that. That didn't work out. But there's something about legendary. I mean, we're getting rid of a legendary, the only Ohio State fan I've ever called legendary in my life. To today, we've got two Michigan fans. This is going to be fun. I uh, <laughs> I don't think we've ever just you and I have ever done a show before. No, we, I don't think we have either. We did, uh, We got the hometown connection here, too. We do. And for those listening, yes, Jer- uh, Jeffrey and I were born in the same, we were born in the same hospital, yep. just a couple years apart. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, he he was born, we were both born and raised in Adrian, Michigan. And well, he moved when he was younger. So I've lived there my whole life. Uh, but the hospital that we were both born in is no longer in existence. And the city is just continuing to pretty much be the same for the most part. Nothing really ever changes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it stays the same. But for those of you listening that may be new, uh, we are part of the all new Steel Curtain Network. Follow us on Twitter at Steel C Network. We are part of the all new Fans First Sports Network. You can follow us on Twitter there at Fans First SN. Also follow our exclusive NFL page at FFSN underscore nfl jeffrey the world of football never slows down whether you are an xfl usfl guy i'm not really into that but the nfl 
is the gift that keeps on giving. And this past week, we had another signing worth discussing. And before we get into the topic of today's show, I'd like to ask you, what are your thoughts on Marcus Golden, the linebacker, edge rusher, the Steelers brought in in free agency this past week to bolster the depth? I I like it. I like it a lot. He's not a twitchy athlete anymore. He's 32. Uh, He joins Patrick Peterson, uh, Cam Hayward, as some of the oldest players on the defense, those three are the oldest, Marcus Golden, Patrick Peterson, and Cameron Hayward. So he's on the older side. He's on the downside of his career, and it shows in his athleticism. He doesn't have the quickness. He doesn't have the the burst that you see from a TJ Watt or even Alex Highsmith anymore. But he's strong at the point of attack. He's smart. Uh, he's got skill. I think he's going to be a good fit when you bring him in. He's going to be a bit more of a bully. He's a bigger guy. Uh, than a than a small quick one, and it worked. I think it's going to work really well. I don't think he has to provide a lot of pass rush, even no matter who he's going in for. The Steelers are great with letting one of their edge rushers be kind of a contain guy, contain and then react to the play as it goes. Maybe pick up a sack if the quarterback scrambles out of the pocket. But they can do that now. They can do that on both sides after the season Alex Highsmith had last year, and we already know what T.J. Watt can do. So he can fill in for either one of those guys. And just be the number two rusher and let the other guy be, you know, the main guy. So I like it. I think he works. I think he's going to be a great fit. Probably one of the best number three outside linebackers uh, we've had. By far. And, you know, just thinking about the different sub packages that the Steelers have, they like rotating players in and out. Do you see any packages where the Steelers could potentially use all three on the field at the same time? I think I, I think I, you could see that. Um, when they like to throw TJ Watt inside and let him just rush a weird gap, uh, with that burst, he's, he's crazy hard to block. I mean, you think of a stunt and how fast offensive linemen have to move to pick that up when you've got TJ Watt just floating around the middle, showing one gap and then bursting into another with as fast and as powerful as he is, it's really hard to deal with and put Marcus Golden out there on the edge letting him be more of a contained, send Alex Highsmith after it, and let T.J. Watt just be creative. There's going to be some draw to that. There's going to be some some good opportunities for that to, to work. And I'm, in, I'm interested to see because the Steelers, you know, the Steelers don't have a ton of inside linebackers, so you can always take somebody off and go with like, hey, we're going to go three outside linebackers for a player too. That works. And when you think of the – talks that have been happening in the past few weeks, especially surrounding Nick Herbig and whether he's going to play outside linebacker, whether he's going to move to inside. Do you think this signing affects it all? I know that the Steelers were originally saying they're going to try him outside first, then move him inside. Do you think this increases the likelihood that Herbig moves to the inside? Or do you think that he's that they're still going to try to utilize him on the edge? Honestly, I think this sets him in a position where they can have him play special teams and just let him play football Maybe find some roles where he can come in and kind of be, you know, that hybrid inside outside linebacker kind of fit. But I I think mostly this just frees Nick Herbig up to be whoever he is. Let him be whoever he is and find a way to fit him. And you don't have to plug him in and have him be able to play a position. I do think that does free him up to be more of an inside linebacker because he doesn't have to be the number three outside guy. He doesn't have to be that guy. And I think that's going to do, do nothing but benefit Nick Herbig. After this move, I mean, the Steelers brought in different pieces in free agency. We saw some seasoned veterans like Patrick Peterson, like now Marcus Golden. Uh, Looking at this before 
training camp, looking at this before the preseason, looking at this before roster cutdowns and the chances to potentially make other moves. What do you think? If you could point out the biggest weakness on defense, what do you think that weakness is right now? Well, it's got to be inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so much unknown there. Right. We don't we don't know what we actually have there. And I think that's the biggest weakness of the team is what are, what are these guys going to be able to give you, uh, especially Cole Holcomb? If he can get back to the form before his injury, if he can bounce back all the way to that, like, wow, what a signing that would be. That'd be incredible. You'd have a Pro Bowl level player at inside linebacker first there since Ryan Shazier, you know, uh, worthy of that kind of a title. If not. You've got questions. He's still going to be very solid. Who's your number two? Like, we don't actually really know that right now. So that's got to be that's got to be your biggest weakness, just because of the question marks. Not necessarily the talent's not there, but we don't know if the talent's there or not. It's very interesting because I don't think, at least in my lifetime, I don't remember the Steelers ever bringing in two free agent inside linebackers. Well, pretty much replacing the entire linebacker room. Yeah. Something very uncharacteristic of the Steelers. But Steelers fans, we're going to discuss the defense a little bit more in the second half of the show because today the title or the topic of today's show is focused on potential breakout candidates for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to start on the offensive side of the football here in the first half of the show. And Jeffrey, I know there's a lot of young pieces on offense, a lot of talent on this side of the ball, but not necessarily a place where the Steelers are spending a whole lot of money at currently because of the youth at just about every position. What is the first guy that comes to mind on the offensive side of the football when you're thinking of potential breakout candidates in 2023? I think it's got to be – I I doubt we'd have anyone really disagree that the number one guy is George Pickens. Like, that's the guy everyone's looking at. He was so poor with his route running starting the season. He was not on the same page with Mitch Trubisky at all. And it took him a long time to even start getting on the same page with Kenny Pickett. He's a guy that really needed – you know, that full off season, some experience, get to know what the NFL is about. Hopefully he's realized you can't just rely on on catching balls over people. You do actually have to get open in the NFL if you want to put up numbers. Uh, and, and we'll work on that route running, get that squared away. And we could see a big, big season from George Pickens if he pulls it off. When you're talking about, you know, target share, I know there's a lot of mouths to feed in the offense, but when you're talking about a player with as much potential as Pickens has in that typical kind of X role when he's able to play that role uh, at wide receiver for the Steelers, I mean, the sky's the limit, especially when you're talking about having the young quarterback who's still learning the offense himself, but being able to kind of grow with that receiver, he seems to be that guy that they could kind of keep with Pickett and kind of keep and maintain that quarterback receiver connection that we've new with a B and Ben with, you know, we see at tight end with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey may, do you see in years to come? Could you see Pickett and Pickens being that type of connection? Oh, absolutely. I really think we already saw like George Pickens and Kenny Pickett on those back shoulder throws. Those are so hard to defend already. If he gets some, if, if George Pickens has a few more options, to his arsenal and not just, you know, throw it deep and I'll jump over somebody or throw that back shoulder. That's going to be even harder to defend. And that kind of chemistry is just brutal on defenses. And I think they're already showing they kind of have that. I think what they don't have is, you know, obviously Kenny Pickett needs to develop as a quarterback and George Pickens needs to learn how to play wide receiver in the NFL and not just be a, you know, a guy who plays football. He's a football player, 
And now it's time to become a wide receiver. Yeah, Pickens was the first one on my list as well as a guy who just seems poised to have a breakout year. The Steelers did bring in Allen Robinson this offseason, which, by the way, I know this isn't this is just kind of off topic. Where do you see Allen Robinson playing? Like, I know I don't know what roles he's had necessarily in the past on all of his past teams. Could you maybe educate our listeners a little bit on what he is best at? And, you know, a lot of people are talking about who's going to play a slot receiver for the Steelers. Do you see Allen Robinson in that role? Oh, I absolutely do. He played a ton of slot uh, the last couple of seasons. He did there. It's been off and on, but there's there's seasons where he plays 30, 40% in the slot. Um, he can definitely do that. To me, he's he's Juju Smith Schuster post injury, maybe a little more healthy than Juju. Like if you look at Juju Smith Schuster in Kansas City last year, I think that's what we're getting from Allen Robinson. Uh the main thing though we're getting is the smart route running back. And we haven't had that. Deontay Johnson is great at creating separation, but he's not the smartest route runner he does he he is so phenomenal against man coverage but in zone he will outrun those windows like he'll just run straight through them and be like i'm gonna get separation i'm gonna get open that's how he thinks in my at least in my opinion uh but he just he just doesn't you attack zone defense the same way like you a heinz ward did who was just brutal to face when you're running zone alan robinson has a bit of that he's got a great catch radius he's got great solid hands he's got good size he does a great job shielding the ball. Like, I think he's going to be the slot receiver. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's a really good blocker. He used to be. I didn't see that the last two seasons. But the Rams really, I don't know if the Rams asked him to do that, and he just was not doing it because of that. But he looks like a guy who makes a lot of business decisions on blocking. Like, cornerback would just come up, and he'd come up, and they'd kind of play like, okay, I got you, you got me. We can just kind of chill for a play and, and stay out of the way and not get hurt. You know, those, those kind of plays, you saw a lot of that with him. Uh, so we'll see what he is in blocking. But I think he's going to be a great veteran presence, and I think he's going to be your slot receiver because uh, he's been there before and he's got all the skills to do it. I'm getting more and more excited about this offense. The more and more I hear from you, from KT Smith, from all these different people seeing these different roles and how they're going to work. So much versatility the Steelers have on the offensive side of the football right now. Let's go to, there's one I want to talk about. I don't know if he's on your list or not, but Shannon White wrote an interesting article this past week for the website on how Mason Cole is poised for a breakout season from just the system of Pat Meyer to being in between two Pro Bowl caliber guards and Isaac Samalo and James Daniels. Cole, despite having a really solid season last year, could be in position to take another step forward. Do you see that happening with Mason Cole, or maybe there's somebody else along the offensive line that you think is in for a breakout season this year? I think that's a great pick on the offensive line. Mason Cole, very steady, and he's in a better position to succeed, right? And that's that's really half of the breakout, is you've got to have the stuff around you, the people around you to succeed, and Mason Cole has that. He's great moving. I think the Steelers, Isaac Siamalu is not a great puller. He's not going to be. He gets the job done Like if, he, if you need him to do it, but he's not great at it. I think Mason Cole could be on the move more. They look to be running a lot of outside and wide zone. They got the guys to do it, and they've been working on it. That's a strength of Mason Cole. I think he, he really is in a position uh, to have a very good year. Just he's set up. Like, you know, being set up for success. The other guy... It, to me, I, I hate saying rookies have breakout season, uh, but when you've got a first-round pick, you know, with the size of Broderick Jones, the talent of Broderick Jones, 
and the people around him that Roderick Jones has. And I think Pat Meyer's system fits him well. He's another guy that like his 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 drop, his steps in pass protection aren't the smoothest. He gets by with being really, really long. <laughs> like just it's so hard to run around him that he can make some mistakes. But when he's aggressive, he's so much better. And that's Pat Meyer, man. Like I want to see Broderick Jones out there instead of giving ground on these just speed rushers, just come out and get some hits on them, mess them up, take away their strengths. Uh, one of my favorite stats about Pat Meyer's teams is when you look through TJ Watt's career, when he faced a Pat Meyer uh, offensive line, he didn't do anything. And if you go watch the film, he was visibly frustrated by how they would just come and first up knock him off his route. Right. If you give TJ Watt two steps, he's moving so fast and he's coming so strong with that head of steam and his burst that he's incredibly hard to deal with. And against the Pat Meyer offensive lines, they just got out there and got hands on him super quick, broke that up. They still had to deal with him. He's still TJ Watt, but they took away one of his best strengths. And I I, I think T, I think Broderick Jones is going to be a lot better when he's doing that. And I, I think he could be in for a big breakout season. Uh, but that's Probably not till the second half of the season, right? That's going to be after the bye. It's going to be later in the season when he gets his feet under him. So Mason Cole to me is is a very good pick. One thing I find interesting about the entire offensive line, looking into future drafts, there's a guy in next year's draft by the name of Cedric Van Praan, Grandier or whatever. Um, he was he was my top rated center this past year uh, before he ended up going back to college. Extremely good athlete. Uh, and for the most part, more technically sound than some of the centers we even saw in this draft. Uh, do you think, I don't know how much you've studied the Georgia offensive line, but I know you've studied some of Broderick Jones's tape. How does the Georgia offensive line correlate with Pat Meyer's system? I know you said that you think Broderick Jones is a good fit for a system, because I'm just thinking the Steelers sometimes like to draft a year in advance. Mason Cole has two years left on his deal. Von Prahn is a young center prospect in the mold of what they typically like at center. Could this be a sign of maybe the Steelers could be going back to the well at Georgia in future years for offensive linemen due to maybe the familiarity or the similarities between their system and what Pat Meyer runs in terms of his system? Maybe educate us a little bit on you know what the similarities are based upon what Jones did in college as to what Pat Meyer runs. Georgia loves to get their guys out in space. They do love the especially the edge, the the tackles. Uh, Pat Meyer does some of that. I think I think when you look at Georgia, you see their guys have the skills they need to run Pat Meyer's system. Uh, but I don't think there's a great crossover in the exact technique and everything. I think there's going to be a lot uh, Broderick Jones has to learn, especially like some of the stuff Pat Meyer does is just so different than what is normally taught. It's so different than what these guys are taught in high school. You know, that's you're not running that in college. You're not going to like take a kid who's an absolute stud in high school and be like, hey, let's take two years and teach you how to play football. You know, you can't just – nobody's going to make too much doing that. Guys are going to transfer. Uh, so I, I don't see it being like a close fit, uh, but it's as good as most schools. It's, it's as good as anyone else. I could see the Steelers going center, but I don't know if it's going to be that early. Uh, you know me. I want defensive tackle again. Mm-hmm. I want another one next year. <laughs> I want one every year. I want one every year. I'm not satisfied. I want like four defensive tackles on this team that are just absolute studs. That's how I, that's just what I like. But uh, I could, I could see it. I, I, 
but I think I think the Steelers are kind of going to sit on this offensive line for a while and see how long they can let it go out. If Mason Cole does have a breakout season, then they're probably going to keep him. Right. And just just roll this line as long as they can, just like they did with the Pouncey DeCastro, Villanueva Foster lines. They, you know, one player left every once in a while and they just kept as many of it together as they could and it worked. Continuity is such an important thing when it comes to the offensive line. Before we go to break, Jeffrey, what are some other guys, maybe guys we haven't mentioned so far, that you'd like to mention on the offensive side of the football that you could see having breakout seasons this year? Well, big one is Kenny Pickett. I mean, obviously, quarterback heading into his second year, you expect a lot better. Um, I don't expect huge stats, though. I think this offense is set up to run more efficiently this year and more be more effective, but not necessarily run more through Kenny Pickett, but just let him inside of the system be better. Kind of like Ben Roethlisberger from his rookie season to his second year. He didn't throw the ball much more. He just made better plays. Right. And, and that's how the Steelers got better. And they, I mean, they won a Super Bowl, but the his rookie season, they were, you know, in the conference championship game. I, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be leading this team to a Super Bowl in year two. Would love to see it, obviously. But I don't think that's where he is. But I, I expect kind of that level of growth, right? Where you see not a lot of statistical like success compared to other top quarterbacks in the NFL, but growth and better effectiveness. I obviously I I think he's gonna have a positive turn touchdown interception ratio this time, uh, but he's he's the big one. I would have said Connor Hayward, but I don't know what his role is gonna be because Darnell Washington could just flat out steal all of his snaps. Like if Darnell Washington is the guy we hope he is, it doesn't matter. Connor Hayward's just not going to get the kind of opportunities to to make a breakout season. So I, I'm kind of shying away from him. Uh, that's really it. I think I think Najee Harris, you can't really have a breakout season, a bounce back season, maybe yeah. to 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 better stats overall. I think more efficient. I think we're finally gonna see his yards per rush get up where where they should be in the mid fours, um, or at least the low fours if the SEALs are running the ball a lot. That's that's really what I'm looking at, is just I, I think we're gonna see a lot of return to slightly better football. I agree. Pat Fryermuth is a guy that a lot of people seem to be down on, especially in the fantasy world, with the addition of Darnell Washington. But a lot of times, rookie tight ends do come on a little bit slower. A lot of times, if they are good at blocking, which obviously Darnell Washington is, uh, they will utilize them more as a blocker. I'm curious to see how big of a role Fryermuth has. But I anticipate, and maybe with the addition of Washington, with the addition of Allen Robinson, and potentially the breakout of George Pickens, him maybe there maybe not being quite as much attention on him once they get down to the red zone, maybe allowing for him to have even more looks this season. He's one guy that I have my eye on uh, as we head into the 2023 season. Well, Steelers fans, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we still have the defensive side of the football to talk to. So don't to talk about. I apologize. Talk. Or I'm going to be talking to Jeffrey, not talking to the defensive side of the football. But regardless, <laughs> you will not want to miss one second of it. We'll be right back after this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fix. Andrew Wilbar and guest Jeffrey Benedict here with you today. Jeffrey, let's move to the defensive side of the football. There's a lot of new pieces. Where are you going? Where's the first guy that comes to mind when you're talking about potential breakout candidates on this side of the football? Well, the rookies. Like Joey Porter Jr., uh, if he is ready to go by late in the season, one of my favorite things about the schedule is where our conference games are, where our division games, I should say, are. When you've got Cincinnati week 12 and week 16, right, you've got time to get Joey Porter Jr. acclimated before you face the teams that have two really great receivers. Like, that's the real test. The real test is Cincinnati. Until everything until then is like he's gonna he can be on the number two receiver, he can play dime, he can do all this stuff, whatever. It doesn't matter. When we face Cincinnati, we need him to be ready to take on a guy who deserves who who needs like a number one corner coverage. No matter if it's Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, it doesn't matter. You have to be ready then. So Joy Porter Jr. to me, I think, is in a favorable situation and a breakout season for him would be a good game in week 12 and a good game in week 16. And if he does that, that's that to me is a breakout season. If the Steelers are able to like split with the Bengals and it's close, or even, for goodness sake, sweep the Bengals, which would be crazy, then Joy Porter Jr. is going to have to be a big part of that. Like I don't, I don't see any way that happens where Joey Porter Jr. isn't a big role there. Uh, 
at least even in dime, like you're going to, you you could get him in there in favorable matchup where you have more defensive backs, you're expecting passes and you put him on a Jamar chase or you put him on a T Higgins and you say, okay, like do your thing and you give him a bit of help. I, and that's where I think we'll see Joey Porter jr. Uh, I don't know if it'd be a breakout season, but I expect the second half late in this season to be a very big part of his year. Uh, and to really be where he shines. I agree. I love Joey Porter Jr. Last week we were talking, Jeremy and I were talking about um, we're talking about future headlines surrounding the Steelers. And pretty much everything was positive. But we were just talking about how with the names of the players, I love play on words. There's so many different names, especially in the Steelers past draft class, that you could turn into so many bad headlines, like Porter Potty Plops Again, um <laughs> getting bent into shape um oh, the washington wow. monument still not moving um i mean there's so <laughs> many so many different ways you could go with the steelers oh, wow. draft class but we all i mean he and i both agree i think we all agree that this was an incredible draft class from top to bottom yeah. and getting joey porter jr i know that you were a little bit hesitant about pick 17 but getting him at pick 32 i think we were all in agreement was great value pick and a guy who has the chance yeah. to be a special special corner if he can put it all together at the next level. Uh, one guy, another corner in the Steelers room that might have a chance, especially early in the year could be Levi Walsh just because his role at the beginning of the year, may be more defined. And just with the different pieces around him, I will see what his exact role is as the season comes along and how much Joey Porter pro- progresses. But last year, at the beginning of the year, we didn't really know what is a Kella Witherspoon going to be like, didn't end up doing much. And the Steelers had to depend on Wallace as the season went on. And as the season went on, he seemed to improve gradually. Uh, what do you see? Is there anything else in the secondary, whether it be Levi Wallace or somebody else, maybe even at safety that pops out to you as a potential breakout candidate? Well, Levi Wallace is actually someone I was thinking about. He had a very rough start to the season. He wasn't healthy. He had a couple of injuries. But if you if you look at him after the bye, which is not just him getting healthy, it's a lot of people getting healthy. Uh, he comes back from the bye. He's getting the same level of targets he was getting earlier, but he's getting to the ball. And then, like I think it was the, the nine week 9, 10, and 11. He had uh, – or 10, 11, 12 right after the bye week. He had seven pass defenses, right? On those, that's he had 13 for the season, which is second on the team. Seven of them was in those three games. And after those three games, his targets started going down. His yards started going down. His pass defenses went away too. But the second half of last season, three interceptions, three of his four interceptions, and most of his pass defenses are in those games. Right. And and towards the end of the season, they weren't throwing on him as much. They, he was getting targeted three times a game, three, four times a game. Max Baltimore didn't even throw his way like it's I think he's got a great chance to really lock that position down. We've seen before guys struggle in their first year with the Steelers and then come on better in the second. We saw Lee Valley Wallace play a lot better late in the season. I think he could be that guy. Uh, the other guy I really look at in the secondary uh, and say he has a chance is obviously Devontae Kazi. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, didn't get to play a lot. And when he did, it was kind of a weird role. Uh, hopefully they carve out a much better role for him. I think his signing was more about this season. And I think the Steelers are going to be doing something a little different than what they've been doing. I think a lot of people expect them to double down on the man defense and do a lot of cover one and stuff. Uh, I I kind of think we're going to see something more similar to like the Seattle cover three. 
which derives from the Tampa two that that Tomlin you know knew from the Tampa Bay years, where they also they they all ran cover three and cover two, and and they ran it interchangeably. They ran it very similarly. Uh, there's not a lot of difference in Carroll's cover three and Tomlin's Tampa two that he did under Monty Kiffin. I think we're going to see more of that because it does. And and in that defense, I've talked about you know about Minka Fitzpatrick being the strong safety and how that doesn't really fit him. If you're doing a cover three, it does. He's just there in the middle of the field. He's coming up and run support a bit, but if you can not have him be too sold on run support, you can do it, especially on long downs. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a good year for DeMonte Kazee to have a lot of chances at playing the ball because he's going to be the safety that gets targeted more. He's just going to be. So he could have a breakout season, especially with interceptions, if teams are avoiding Minka and throwing his way because, man, he is a ball hawk. He is. Remember year he had with Dallas, I know. Uh, yeah. It was really where he gained relevance as a guy who can really take away the ball was he was more of an unknown coming out of college. Uh, one guy that pops out to me at linebacker is Mark Robinson, only because of the fact that the Steelers did not take a linebacker early in the draft. And the Steelers, at least under Mike Tomlin, have always seemed to have that run and hit guy. And neither yeah. Cole Holcomb nor Landon Roberts are really that guy. What do you think Mark Robinson's role is for one? And do you think he could be poised for an opportunity to have a much bigger role than most people are expecting? I think he's going to start as kind of the guy who comes in in heavy sets where they can cover for him a little bit more, where they've got, you know, a second tight end in. And from there he can earn more. But I think that's where they're going to prep him to be is, is that guy who can come in and just, just light people up, really stuff the run, which is where he's strongest. It, it was crazy seeing Baltimore kind of run away from him and try to kind of avoid Mark Robinson in the run game and throw more at him and use a lot of, you know, stuff to attack his uh, play reading more than just, you know, try and block him and, and try and run at him. So it, I think he's got a niche already kind of carved out for him. And I think I think he'll have a great chance to earn more than that. We'll, we'll find out in training camp if he's going to have more than that to start the season. But even if he doesn't, it, it could be better. For him down the road, he could have more. Absolutely. Before we get on out of here, is there anyone else on the defense that you want to highlight uh, that you think could be in position for a breakout season? Cole Holcomb, I think could be, but that's questions of just health. Right. Uh, if he comes out there and he's moving like he did, you know, two years ago, three years ago, uh, instead of like he was the second half of last season, then the Steelers, that's such a great find. That's going to, that would be incredible for him. Another one uh, that I think we could see a breakout season. uh, Well, I mean, bounce back season, TJ Watt. Uh, But but here's my thing on TJ. I don't think we see him get 14, 15 sacks even. I think he's going to be down around 12, 10 to 12 sacks. I think you're going to see it more split. I think you're going to see Alex Highsmith pick up more. I think you're going to see some of the interior guys pick up more. Keith Butler had incredible pass rush schemes that really set the table for TJ Watt because he's such a great finisher. It just made sense. Like give him the opportunity. He's going to convert it a lot more than other people would. And so just set it up for him in the same way that like Todd Haley running the Steelers offense set the table for Antonio Brown to get the ball because who else do you want? Like who, who else do you want to throw to? 
Same way with TJ Watt. Who do you want in the pocket with that quarterback? You want TJ Watt in there. And he did. I think we're going to see it a little more balanced. This isn't Keith Butler anymore. Uh, this is going to be a different look. I think the Steelers are going to kind of get away from the even the 3-4 the straight up like they, they used to do. They've gotten farther and farther from that the last few years. Even with Keith Butler uh, still being there, they were getting away from it a bit more. And I think we'll see that even farther this year. We'll get away a little bit more away from that. And I think TJ Watt won't have those big numbers. And so I think we're going to see Alex Highsmith have a really good season again. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. I don't think anyone on the defense is really in that kind of position. Maybe, maybe a Larry Ogunjobi where it's just, but I, I don't think his breakout season would really show up in the stats as much. Right. Well, Steelers fans, if you're not excited now about this 2023 season, I don't know what's wrong with you. You may need to go back and listen to this a couple more times. I'm telling you what, I am pumped for this season. Uh, so many breakout candidates on both sides of the ball. This team has budding with potential. Be exciting to see how far they can go in a stacked AFC. Jeffrey, before we get on out of here, you do a lot for BTSAC, both on the podcast side as well as the editorial side. What are some things that you're working on right now? You can plug whatever you want. Uh, Tuesday morning, the cutting room floor comes out. Uh, this week, uh, my show is going to be, I've, I've been doing the offense, different position groups and stuff like that. I got one coming on uh, the quarterbacks and the offensive coordinators, the coaching. So check out that one. Um, Wednesdays is the curtain call. That's a great show with me and Shannon White. Shannon's a lot of fun. I love uh, A little one. crazy. <laughs> He's a good one. Uh, so check those out. And on the uh, if you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, make sure you're checking out The Vertex. That's one of my favorite articles to do every, every week. Uh, I do the film. Dave Schofield does the stats. We have a lot of fun with it. One of the best articles you're going to find anywhere, not just a BTSC, anywhere. Very well done each and every week. Let's go to do it all for this week of the Steelers Fix. Join us again next week when hopefully Jeremy is back. If not, we may have to have Jeffrey come in again and talk 2024 draft or whatever we're talking about. <laughs> whatever it is, we're going to have some fun with it. So be sure to find us again next week on the Steelers Fix. We'll see you next week. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.